This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, the man who is in there at MSG, the man, myth, the legend himself, John Malika. Dude, you got to witness what was Steph Curry's record-breaking three-point three point makes and a way too elaborate ceremony for a man to just do this all at MSG. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I, it was way too much. Honestly, I was watching that. I was like, this is gross. I did. I was going to tweet out. I, I was actually going to tweet out, congratulations to Steph Curry. But then when I saw all the theatrics, I was like, you're not getting this tweet now. Nope. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be petty. I'm going to be petty and not give this to you. But guys, you probably heard that laugh too. We got this man who's back. He's back in the building with us. He's like the McRib of this podcast. He's been out there now. We got him back in stock. We got him back for the flavor. It's our guy, our producer, Ricey K, the Raisin Man himself, is in the building. Ricey, how you doing it's, today? It's, I'm great. It's like they sent the Batman signal. And it's like, <laughs> the streets need me. So yeah. here I am. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> He's here. He's ready to go. I'm man, here like John out. Wick. <laughs> I'm here like oh, John man. Wick. I'm ready to execute with perfection. So let's do this. <laughs> let's get it going. And what, uh, Ricey, it's been a minute since you've been on the Knicks pod. Yeah. Uh, you didn't get to celebrate with us when we got part of Fanside, so here's a celebration right now. We are here together, yeah. all three of us. I, I've been drinking champagne since we've been on Fanside, so <laughs> no, I have, don't don't be don't be fooled. I've been celebrating, but you know it's it's a testament to where we're going. I think it's amazing how we did this over the course of a year, and I'm honored to be you know producing and you know getting the inside scoop with these. Pod episodes. I'm telling you, you guys, if you guys are in day ones, you're in for a treat. Trust me, this is it's greatness. You're, you're witnessing. It's just loaded. Just, <laughs> just bear yeah, with yeah. us. We're on the way. Trust me. Man is hyping us up. That's why. That's why you need a good producer, man. A man that can hype you up, gives out quality work. But this man's also been hard at work too, putting out fire beats like red light, green light. Still play yeah. out on loop. That hey. thing doesn't stop. Thing Check does me not out on stop. The stream sites, I'm I, out here. The beats will not stop. I got some announcements on the way for this month, so be on the lookout. I'll I'll plug it soon. But um, there we go. There we go. Plug. Shameless plug. Oh yeah. Speaking of greatness, though, <laughs> yeah, man, you, you you already started. You at the literal top of the key. Yeah. Steph Curry with the shot boy. Man, I mean, made it at the top of the key. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it, it was kind of cool the the intensity in the garden from the very beginning. Uh, people just standing up at, after, like, as soon as the Warriors get the ball. And honestly, I want it was it went uh, almost to the end of the first. I wanted it to go on as long as possible because the Warriors were on edge, and yeah. the Knicks were capitalizing on it. So. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was really cool to watch the Knicks not fold on themselves. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, at least for that particular time, 
I agree with you though. It was it was a little too much. Uh, the music at some point, Man. I needed the music to stop. I I think I tweeted out something about the music. Like Bruh, I, I was like, it was too much. I was like, what? I was like, I didn't hear the whistle. Like I didn't even hear the whistle. Oh no, like, they called time out. They, you have to call time out. They had to call time out. I was like, but it was a media timeout. <laughs> I know, I noticed that as well. Okay, because I was like, wait, what, what's going on here? Then it was a whole ceremony. Like he, it's much deserved considering Steph did this in. Like two hundred games less, dude. That's, that's nuts. That's that's Wild. insane. That it is, is insane. insane. And he, he he didn't kill us today. And yeah. I'm gonna shout out to our defense and especially McBride, dude. I mm. I am I am here to officially profess my love for Deuce McBride. Yeah, I absolutely love him. He is. He might be. He might be a point guard, man. He might He's be an right. actual. He might be a point guard. He might, honestly. I I I know what I watched today. I'm not I'm I'm not thinking yeah. he's like this long term. So I'm just saying he might be a point guard. That's all I'm saying. He was able to defend. He was hustling. He was boxing out. He was he he makes like small and precise dribbles low to the That's ground. That's what I like about yes. him. Yes. That's exactly what I like. He about has a him. quick shot. Yeah, he is very fundamental. I really he like just him. Needs to hone that. He just needs to hone. Well, he's the passing lane. Yeah, as you yeah. guys say, like you may need one or two more off seasons, and that man's gonna be a monster. I don't know if he needs. He to already see. has the vision. You can already tell he has some of that vision on the court. The he's, way he's he pushes the court, the way he pushed that court, like I really like the last play before the end of the game where he's pushing the. Pushing the court, trying to get for a layup, and he's going by. He he's just trying. He has so much swagger to him, man. He's so confident. Him, Quentin Grimes, those two rookies are so confident out there, yeah. man. They they don't. They didn't I wish play Grimes played today. I wish so he did annoying. too, man. I would love to see. I would love to see him. IQ Grimes. That's a that's a trio. I'd love to see. Crash like thumbs. we saw that during. So, it's coming. It's coming. There's no way. And, and like I can sing praises of Deuce McBride. You know, that was my choice for, for our team rookie of the year. If you guys want to go back to our podcast and listen to our early prediction, John had Grimes. I had McBride. He mm-hmm. had Obi. I had quick. He had Obi for, uh, most improved. I had Quickie for most improved. I think honestly, all four of those guys are hitting just in that different ways. That young quarter is going to be something different. It is. It is so feeling. fun. Dude, it is so fun. It is so fun watching them play. And the thing is that they all need more minutes quickly. Getting his minutes, but Obi Grimes McBride, these guys need their minutes. They're bringing energy. They're bringing tenacity. They're out there. They want to play. I'm, we're watching Evan Fournier out here just do cardio. Twenty yeah. twenty nine minutes for what? That man two points running around. I was so I was getting so annoyed at Evan Fournier. I, I was I was screaming. He heard me. He had to have heard me. I was screaming during the quietest times, just like Fournier, Evan. Yes. You have two points. Like uh, you don't play defense, and you have two points. Someone explain to me what's going on. You're not doing something's, anything. Yeah, something's got to give. Dude, yeah. it's got to give. Kevin Knox was killing. Kevin Knox deserves more minutes than Evan Fournier. Dude, like, he yeah. was hustling for every rebound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was boxing out. And honestly, Julius Randle was boxing out a lot too. You know who, yeah, dude, you know who wasn't boxing out? Mitch. Man, dude, dude, that's, you. What's, okay, let's let's break this up. Let's break the, let's break this up. Let's let's go through the ugly. Let's go through the ugly and end on the good note because there, here, here's some ugly we got to talk about. Mitchell Robinson, all right, Evan Fournier, yeah, okay, and we can and I'm not, I'm going to throw Kemba into the ugly. Not saying that his performance is ugly, but how we've handled Kemba Walker 
is just disgraceful. I'd like to okay? talk about that. Fa- yeah. You could go like this, but honestly, I, I think Kemba should at least get a chance to work with a second unit, potentially work up his trade value. Go. Oh, I, want I like McBride. I like McBride. Yeah, I like, Mc, I like McBride too, but I just, I just want to see, man. Like it's either his way out. Like, are we just put? Are we just moving him out? Yeah, this, 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 him this and Fournier are gone. What's the issue? Here's my here's my issue. We benched. We completely benched Kemba Walker, and Evan Fournier has been getting minutes every single week. We we put the we put we we put Kemba on under a microscope, saying that our defensive woes were because of him. We are now two and nine after his benching, and Evan Fournier has been worse. Okay, and I'm not saying Kemba's going to be out here solving all of our issues. He's not going to solve all of our issues. I think he's going to help with let's remove some guys who love to do playmaking, a la Evan Fournier. Leave Kemba out there, give him a little bit more responsibility instead of Julius Randle bringing up the ball all the time. Let's see what Kemba can do to go help him. Put him with the second unit. Move Derrick Rose up to the starting rotation. Mm-hmm. You can have Derrick Rose play whatever, save him for the for, to, to close and Just have Kemba in the middle. Minutes. Yeah, I don't care. Just something yeah. like that before you completely bench him. And that's, I think it's more so, I'm fine with moving him. It's just the way we went about it. Because Evan Fournier, ever since, I don't even know when, it was like after the 5-1 game winning streak, he's been an absolute zero. Has not, has not done anything. I didn't think it was, I was optimistic. I didn't think it would be this bad, but it is bad. Okay? Mm-hmm. You either got to bench him and play him with the second unit or move him at this point. And Evan Fournier is just not cutting it, man. There, there, we don't see his playmaking. We don't see him driving to the basket. We don't see him his, as a shot creation. We don't even see that team defense. His team defense was like, we get it. He's not going to be a lot. You think he might be bored? You know how some players are like bored in the middle of midseason? You think it's one of those situations? Or He does not have the cachet to be bored. During, he's been on the Orlando <laughs> Magic. He, ha, he does not have that resume to say, I'm bored. I will wait. For what? Yeah, it's not, yeah, it, it's, it's not any tor- sort of boredom or stagnation. It's I don't actually think he fits on this team, and mm. mm-hmm. I I, I've been calling it from the beginning. He Tibbs is just bad. On, he, he he needs an offensive coordinator. Yeah. He's just an ultra defensive guy. He's never had an offensive playbook. Yeah. He just is sort of like, hey, make it happen. That's why it's so much ISO ball. There was some pick and rolls today. I I, I, I literally started screaming. I think it was in the second quarter when Mitch had like a screen and roll. He just like. Blew right through the screen instead of just setting it. Just set, yeah. just set the screen. Just set bro. the screen. I don't understand. <laughs> so let's get into it because Mitchell Robinson out wait. here was getting. <laughs> All right, hold on. Yeah, I, I just want to make one note. You were saying yeah. that you, you're on your Kemba Walker note. I don't think you're you're saying that you're blaming it all on him by benching him and and now look at Fournier. The difference is we don't have anyone behind Fournier. We don't have shooting guards to fill out yeah. there. We we have a million point guards and two of them we need to get minutes. We always I mean, seem to load up on one position each year. Like that one year we had mad power forwards and then now yeah, we have true. mad guards. But those are free agents at least. Yeah, 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 these yeah, are young yeah. guys. Yeah. And we, and when we had Macri, like I pointed that out, like on the podcast, I said I think our we position outside of RJ is our wings. Like we don't have a yeah. lot of wing depth. We don't so, we have yeah. I think that's what Fournia was was kind of supposed to be, but if he doesn't have defense, you're right. There is no point. There is no point to him. But I'm I'm still not mad. Your your original point is you're mad about the Kemba Walker situation, how he handled it. I'm still not 
I'm not on board with that. I think we turned him into Theo Pinson a little bit. I think he's now he's still he's still riding that uh, that uh, smiley glamour cheerleader role. I think yeah. that helped with the Mitch Robinson benching, and that was huge for our team in order mm-hmm. to be able to manage that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's gonna have uh, an ending pretty soon. Uh, and I think he's gonna end up with him off the team, but at least he you know he was able to transition like that. And listen, man, we're gonna trade Kemba, we're gonna trade Fournier, and we're gonna trade Mitch Robinson. Just yeah. depends well, on who and where. Well, let's talk about Mitch, okay? Because Mitch, he started off strong this season. We, he said, you know, he had to lose weight, f- returning from the foot injury, finding the right shoe. Now he gets benched <laughs> because you see him that he's winded. And now we're getting cryptic messages again of plus minus on the IG. Dude, I don't need to know your plus minus. And you're using ESPN's plus minus, which it's fine yeah, to use yeah. depending on when you watch the game, but you can't just go buy it. Like it's so, it's so heavy on who the lineup is, who you've been playing with the entire game. But regardless, we're watching him now. We're seeing Bielitsa go 100% tonight. <laughs> five for Dude, five. Four, four for four us. from three. For 14 five. points. Four boards, four assists. What? Bielitsa? Look, I get Jokic. I can in get the garden, he just said, well, let me be a tourist and go crazy in you the be, garden. You look, like, look like Gallo. Why does everybody get crazy in the garden? I'm sick of it. Like, yo, we need to be, I think we need to be more obnoxious as fans. Like, I don't know what it is. We have to get a set of reputation because somebody seems to go off every time they come to the garden. Be elites are going all 100% from the field. Like, what are we doing here? Dude, how are you let someone here? go? Yo, four for four from three. This man found the man. Like, damn, I don't care what you gotta do. But your way, this man gets a rhythm. Nah, Look, I, like I said, I can get Vooch. I can get Jokic. Bielitsa, come off the bench. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, honestly, like, what, what are we doing at this point? So, so sticking with Mitch, like, it is like he had a good game against the Spurs. He suffered against Miles Turner because he can stretch the floor. You play against the Bucks. He's not looking good against the Bucks. Now you have him against the Warriors, and he's getting owned by a bench power forward who's essentially the center. Am I crazy for thinking that he hasn't? Maybe I am. For am I crazy thinking he is? He hasn't reached the ceiling yet. He is not. He can reached actually the be a far I, better player. He could be a far better player. I think it's maturity. You know, Alan Alan Hahn has always mentioned it. It's between the ears when it comes to Mitch is being a professional, going in there, playing like this is your last. And we're not seeing that on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. I can understand if you're like, and Mitch gives it his all. Huh? He's not a point guard. He doesn't have a point guard. Fine. But look, when... You can't ch- pick and choose when you're going to go 100%. And that's the thing. Even when he was injured at the beginning, still he's given 100% effort. Now he's just accidentally on screens. He, he's not boxing out. You know, he picks and choose when he wants to do it. You see guys mm-hmm. trying, you see quickly talking to him saying, Hey, look for this. And you're walking away just like, like you're irritated. You see RJ mm-hmm. doing the same thing Dude, to, to you too. You're walking pissed. away like irritated. He was pissed coming off the bench today. When he, when he got benched today, Mitch was mad and I could see that from 22 rows up. Yeah. yeah. And, but you know what? Like he deserves it. You can't let Bielitsa go out there 
and go 100% from the field. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is where it's and long rebounds, like, long rebounds that lead to transition buckets drive me nuts. So not only are we leaving them open for the three, then we're then we're letting them get the long rebounds, and then they're running for a fast break. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. It's a mess. Right, so what are you? What are your thoughts on Mitch, man? Yeah, Mitch. He used to be tight. I mean, he's earlier on. He used to be tighter with you know his movements, his pick and rolls, his screens, like getting rebounds and getting buckets up close. Now he just seems really, as you said, he seems mad, lackadaisical, like he doesn't want to play. Like he's mad comfortable. It's really alarming because it's an opportunity for you to own that role. Like we need a big man <laughs> to step up and he could be that guy. I feel like he, you, he putting you out there. If Tim is putting you out there, take, make the most out of that opportunity. We're benching Kemba for nine games in a row, damn near or whatever. Like if you don't play, go for it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just disappointing not seeing the effort from. Because I know he's a better player than he's playing. Like that's, that's what's frustrating thing. about it. Yeah, I, I agree. And the thing is, like we've seen him work his way, especially like last season. Get into the middle of the season, we saw him start getting into it. Beginning mm-hmm. of the season, we saw him starting to get into it. It's it's rough. It's rough for it's rough for Mitch. Man. And in a business standpoint, I'm thinking probably have, this is the, these guys are thinking no money. Like hey, this is contract mm-hmm. year. I'm this season. is a contract year. It is a contract year. Okay. If it's a contract, you you know the assignment. You gotta you gotta go off and get your check. Yeah, now that's why I think we're, tra- that's why I think we're gonna, gonna trade him. That's why I think we're gonna trade him. And I really hope it's a center that when mm-hmm. they do pick and roll and they get the ball right off that, you know, you think screen. Before, or before the deadline, it's gonna. Well, obviously. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. I do think I do think it's going to be bef- uh, before the, the you know the February deadline or what is it March this year February March whenever it is yeah because I don't think we're going to pay him but I and, and I and I hope it's for a center that once he gets that you know that screen and roll and he gets the ball back he's actually a threat to shoot from the elbow God forbid the three I won't, I won't even go that far yeah. I know that's like an anomaly just like just you know just like an elbow an elbow shot like what happens is every time. They get that screen. Now, say Noel has it. What they do is they just, you know, shift down Collapse. and now they're doubling Randall. Yeah. And now Noel has the ball. The three point wing is guarded. There's a double on Noel. The screen guy is back and the other wing is guarded. And it seems like they have six guys on the court, but it's not. They actually they still have five, but we have four because Noel can't do anything with the ball. He's so neutralized, <laughs> you know, or if it's Mitch. And so yeah. that's, that's what I'm hoping for, man. I'm um, I'm really hoping for uh, a big man who can, God forbid, shoot the ball, but like at least be a threat, man. Just be a threat. Yeah. Not be Amari Stoudemire. Not be you know where not like, where they like want you to shoot because you're gonna go twenty seven percent, you know, or you know not these centers where you have no chance and they're we're just shading the be like a because bucket, that's what's ruining Randall. Like you're having, asking me, yeah. you ask me what's ruining Randall. You ask me why, you know, what's why Fournier can't get a shot is because the guy is he's being guarded. You know what I mean? Because that's everyone's scheming, and it's like, yo, Fournier would just stand here and they can make ISO ball. They can make defensive assignments and actually execute because we can't move the ball around and like have those threats around on the floor. I'm not saying it'd be an <laughs> absolute bucket, but you, yeah, get some buckets from time to time, space the floor out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. I, I agree with you. 
It'd be so, nice. It'd be a nice change of pace. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see him staying. Bro. I really don't. I don't see it happen to either man. I think. Yeah. When you Jack's come back, like, and and it's and it's and it stinks because he's coming back from two freak injuries last season, and then. Like he didn't have a true off full off season to really get some run in. He has to work back into game shape during the during the regular season. He didn't even get a preseason run in. And it's a lot. It's a lot to come back from that, especially when you put on forty Second pounds round of weight. Especially yeah. as a big man like that, too. Every injury is accentuated by a million. Yeah. So I understand. Yeah. And, and he already and walks with a limp. He already has a hitch, regardless, even if he was fully healthy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <That> waddle. <laughs> he does. Dude, the thing is, like, I think he's also been compromised from putting on so much muscle bass because he used to be a high flying rim running center. And yeah. we're not even seeing that. Like, he is laboring. He is huffing and puffing going up and down the court. Man, looks like he was like Joe McKnight when Joe McKnight just put on, what was it 10, 15 pounds of weight oh, through McDonald's? No. RIP like to Joe McKnight. But, yo, like, Oh, don't do him like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, bro. I'm facts just facts. saying. Yeah, but see, on, the, on and on the opposite side of that, like shout out to Kevin Knox, bro. When he yes. finally gets some minutes, he's able to put something together. He really looked good today, man. He was really fired for Two every games. board. Two he, games he in looked, a row. Every shot looked like it was a competent shot, mm-hmm. whether it went in or not. It, they all looked good. That's all I need. I just need the shot to look good. Whether it goes in or not, that's a different story. But if I'm happy with the shot, if it looks okay, then we could we can start to have a conversation. His defense obviously not great. They oh, for, it's better than I, what has been in the past. It's here's the thing. Here's the thing. It, it, it's like I want to attribute it to luck, but it's obviously not luck that every single time mm-hmm. there's a defensive stance by the Knicks, it always ends up breaking with one sec with like less than five seconds left on the shot clock and ends up being Kevin Knox's guy, whether that's a cutter in the paint or, or they rotation. Just, exactly. Or they keep rotating it back and it's a three. Like it always ends up being Kevin Knox's guy. So I don't know if it's luck, but it just, it just seems like people are picking on him or, you know, maybe if he was a better defender that they can't pick on him. But like every single time that, oh, like, you know, that, I guess that's just what well, being they in the NBA is all about. It's like, oh, Kevin Knox is around. We have to keep passing the ball until, you know, <laughs> we you know, swing it to back to Kevin, uh, to yeah, Knox. So. It's him as food then defensively. Like yeah. once you see that, that weakness, that's it. You food yeah. now. So he's got a, he got a man up basically. And, and that's on him. Like he, for defense. But that's why, that's why, like, people are going to freak out. Oh, like, you know, next game we lose, whatever, whenever that comes. And that's not doing bad. Right. Everyone's going to be like, yo, put in Kevin Knox, put in Kevin Knox, look how well he did. Nah. But the defense, it wasn't, still wasn't there. It's called opinion. defensive adjustment, right? Yeah. You can adjust. So. Yeah. But like, the thing is, I will say is that his defense did get better, um, mm-hmm. than years past. It's not of great. Course. He's not going to be the best. He's not going to be the best defender. I'm just. I'm fine with that. It, but if he's knocking down shots, if he's giving effort to make rotations, if he's paying attention, paying attention and keeping his, def- his, his defensive assignment in front of him, I can live with that. I can't live with a guy who like last season is just completely oblivious. Some guys in the corner all the way on the other side. And now you're just leaving him wide open for a three. At least we're not seeing that. At least we're not yeah. seeing that. I'll give him that. And he's also rebounding, pushing, making the right passes. Like when all the young guys were out there, IQ, uh, McBride, Julius, 
Oh, so happy. Not the young guy. And you see, no. you just see the ball movement. And you just saw ball movement. I was like, felt so good. That 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 felt amazing. And you had Burks out there with Knox too. Knox McBride. I love that lineup so much. And especially with McBride and Knox yeah. playing the passing lane. Oh, it was so good. It yeah. was so good. Yo, let's let's take a let's take a, a quick break and let's get back in into this positive talk. Cause I want to get into IQ and uh McBride next. Yeah. All right, guys. So we left off with Kevin Knox, and I feel like that was a good place for like a transition into talking about the good stuff that we had, that we saw. So let's really get into the good stuff because this young core man, and, and I know we're covering it from like the, the week prior, but we're seeing Obi. I know Obi's out. I know RJ's out. We got Grimes out, all out due to uh, safety, health and safety protocols. But let's. I'm going to start off with Obi first. Yeah. Because Obi... Had his double double, nineteen and ten against Toronto. Dude was just electric energy. Obviously, he got phased out because he couldn't hit a three pointer, so that's why Tibbs took him out. Which, understandable. I was still would have left him in, just kept him in there with Randall because there are eight net rating on the season, so you know you're getting mm-hmm. some offense with those guys on the on the court. Mm-hmm. We keep saying it. Obi needs more minutes. I don't. Mitch is not. You know, if you're not going to get it from Mitch, if you're not going to get it from Noel. If you don't really want to use Taj, let's use that small small ball lineup at the right times. So like Toronto plays small ball, that was a perfect time. We saw that it was working. Had Randall and Obi out there. Obi was just off of energy, just getting 19 points. Dunk after dunk yeah. after dunk, hitting some shots. I love that his sense he's getting his confidence, he's getting his swag in. Like he's really starting to get grow into his shoes, if you will. Like I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was on Twitter, <laughs> and he goes that one game when he did the between the legs dunk. I was Yo. like, okay, this man wild comfortable right now. <laughs> yeah, he is. He, he just true. did that casual, which was that. I mean, let alone the dunk itself was amazing, but the fact that he's starting to get more comfortable and grown into his game, and it's and it's really young. So that's um, that's really exciting, I believe, and that would be having Deuce on board and even Knox on board. I think, yeah, give, give, them, give them some time. They're going to be nice. I really believe so. John, this is your boy, man. This is your boy, Obi Toppin. You've been praising. You've been asking for Obi. You've been preaching for Obi to get 20 minutes from the start of this, from the jump before the season even started. And, you know, we, we, all, we all said, hey, well, you got Randall here. Randall's got to get the time. We see that Randall's in his own head. He's struggling. He had 31 points tonight. You know, he was, he, he showed up in the third quarter when no one else did. And we could actually hang our head on that. He gave us five for eight from three, 10 for 21 from the field, seven rebounds, three assists, two steals. He had four turnovers. He, we know he's turnover prone, but he, but when you see, when, when you see Randall struggling and you're seeing Obi thriving, I don't know how you can just, I don't know how you preach. I don't know if how you're Tom Thibodeau. You preach if you work hard, if you play well, you earn the minutes, but then you see guys struggling. And I know guys got to work out their struggles. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But if you're about development and winning, don't you want to play the guy that's doing the most and giving you the most? Like Obi gets out there and just gives you a lot. Like he gives you a new dimension. He's always leaking out. He could bring up the ball himself like Randall. Mm-hmm. He just gives you a different dimension that 
we don't have. The game just speeds up when he's out there. And teams sometimes lose him. And that helps us out in transition. I don't know. John, this is your guy. What do you what are you thinking? So I don't I mean he's my guy, but I don't see him replacing Randall. Like I don't want him in there. He doesn't do oh, everything nah. that Randall can do. Right. And he's not as much of a threat. So I want to see him with Randall because right. you know, back to my last comment, like he, he can do that pick and roll and you know be a sort of threat. Yeah. But I also imagine him being a threat where let's just say for hypothetical, I don't know, a guy whose name rhymes with Schmile Schmerner was, <laughs> was, 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 was the center. And you know, there was Randall there. I, I wouldn't mind Obi as a small forward where you have, you know, Ob, you know, Miles Turner and Randall doing a pick and roll and Obi cutting on the, on the baseline on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That would be fine for me. Mm-hmm. And we have teams, they can't match up with that. In, in, you know, in, in, in my world, like Miles Turner can defend, Obi Topic can play everywhere, Julius is Julius, then, you know, you know, RJ Barrett and a point guard, you know, that's not crazy. That, that rounds that's, it up pretty well. And on the other side solid. of that, dude, like when you play a team like the Warriors and, and, and teams, you know, I'm, I was talking about it today and believe mm-hmm. it or not, the Warriors are back, man. The Warriors are a contender. Yeah. And, it's going to go, we're going to go back to times where teams are going to start con- constructing their squads to try to beat the Warriors. Yeah. And they're going to be looking at Draymond and, and Clay and Steph and be like, yo, how do we match up? How do we play small ball? Right. That's us. We have it. Like we have the formula. Like yeah. Randall and Obi could match up against the Warriors. Like we saw that today. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I'm very optimistic about Mr. Sean Marion, aka. <laughs> Obi Toppin, uh, I, he really reminds you of him. He shoots like him. He jumps like him. He hustles like him. He's a fan favorite, automatically yeah. like him. Remember Sean Mary started off really slow as well. The Matrix, yeah, hell exactly. yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm, I don't know. I, I, I really like him. I, I, I think, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to be impressed with how he continues to develop and. Mm-hmm. I think that his role is going to expand after the Knicks make a trade. So yeah, like I don't think you're completely crazy for thinking about going big with Obi or Randall. And if we did get, uh, Wiles Werner, uh, <laughs> or Wiles Werner, Smiles Schmerner. Yeah, Smiles Schmerner. Because I look at the Cleveland Cavaliers and how they have Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Dude, I love Laurie Market. The Cleveland Cavaliers are constructed. They, they're big. That. Like, Laurie's playing the small forward. And, Markin's meh. But Mobley and Jared Allen, that is. But that's, but no, my whole point is that they're doing well and they're using that type of rotation. So, mm-hmm. and, and especially the beginning of the season. So it's not so far fetched where the Knicks could put something out there like that and it could be successful. You know, the one thing I'll say is that Sean Marion was a wing, like a full on wing. Obi's more of a power forward. I know Marion did play the power forward from time to time, but that's the only that's the only thing where I'm like hesitant to call him Sean Marion. I'll stick with Amari Stoudemire because the dude just has the athletic ability. If he gets a jumper, well, listen, back in the day, Obi Toppin would be a small forward. Yeah, absolutely. If he's playing in the years of Shaq, he's going to be a small forward. He's not a power. He would get bodied by Kevin Garnett. 
yeah, in, in that era. It's the new Chris we're, Weber. But, but we're in the new age, but we're in the new yeah. age NBA. I'm just so saying. he's a power forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with yeah. you. I agree. I don't yeah, disagree yeah. with you. But we're in the new age NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um New but Age I NBA though. That. That's IQ. When you say new age NBA, I'm thinking IQ, man. I am yeah. Yeah. Same. He, what do you think about IQ out, Ricey? Man, IQ, I love watching him play. He seems like he's just having fun out there. Even though, you know, he's still a young guy. And some of the shots, I, it frustrates me to no end. But um, oh. I just love how he just plays. Yeah, some of the shots, he he be dragging it. But, you know, but I, I'm glad he's fearless. He, he plays absolutely fearless on the court. And I love that about him. And um, he's really good at making plays. Really good at, like, creating his own plays. So that's what I like most about IQ. I think he's he's going to be one of the premier guards for real, for real. Give it like three years. For the Knicks? Be up there. Yeah, honestly. For the Knicks or for another team? For the Knicks. Ooh, all right. I really believe so. <laughs> Call I me the so. optimistic I Knicks I promise fan, you, I hope so. I, I hope so. I think we're going to keep him around and he's going to be nice. Because... Right. Mm. Like I, I can see that because uh, I mean we were just I was I was on Knicks fan TV yesterday for a wild episode on Ben Simmons on trade talks on Julius Randle and Ben Simmons and what the future is going to look like. So I don't want to go too far into that, but there could always be that realm where you move Julius Randle and you start going with the young core and really use them as the no people like they they're, they're established they're 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 established they're not just like we're not running them out there like the the Sacramento Kings, but. Mm-hmm. You're shaking your head. Like, you think Randall's gonna be here for all four years? That extension, dude. Literally, like two years ago, we everyone wanted to trade Randall because he was playing mm-hmm. poorly. Mm-hmm. Then we had the one year where Randall did so well, and we all repented for our sins. And we all we, we love his son and his wife and his, the new kid, and we follow them and all this stuff and yada yada yada. Most improved player. And now he started off a bad first 20 games and now we want to trade him again. Like, don't we learn from anything? Like, we no. don't have to even look, we don't have to look far. We don't, it's not like, let's read the history books. No, we just have to look at us ourselves, look ourselves in the mirror from last year. Like, everyone just take it easy. He does not have a point guard. He does not have a center. His shooting guard that they signed for $74 million had two points today. <laughs> like at some point we have to look around I, and say, oh, maybe if we, what do we do? Trade him for Sabonis? Like, what, what, is, is everything going to make everyone excited? Like, what are we talking about, man? I, like, oh, I Kevin Durant? are we going to Kevin Durant from Julius Randle? Like, because we get Kevin Durant, I agree. The Knicks would be way better. <laughs> Other than that, like, <laughs> what are we talking about? I agree with you one hundred percent. I agree with you one hundred percent. Look, I, I was. Praising Julius today for how he turned it around in the third quarter and legit had nobody and ended with 31 points. Side tangent. I know we're, we're supposed to be going on the positive, but we're here at this point. So nobody played. OBU's out. I agree. Out. I, Grimes I, I out. agree. I agree. My thing, my thing with Randall, right? We can criticize Randall. We can, we can talk about how he isn't playing well, how he doesn't play with energy, XYZ and kill him for that. Mm-hmm. But. To come out here and sit and to blame everything solely on Julius and ask him to be traded and all that type of stuff because he's not playing well, that's just wild. Like that it is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Now, what I will say is because I'm looking at the future. If you love Obi Toppin and if you love Julius Randle, 
I don't think you can have them both because you're gonna want Julia, you're gonna want Obi to at some point, especially if he keeps taking steps and can get a jumper and be more of an offensive threat. You can't have both of them. And that's the only thing I'm saying that if you gotta choose if you gotta pick and choose, I wouldn't be surprised if Randall, because he's also boys with Leon Rose and Worldwide West, he gets moved to a better team or another situation that's comparable. And then you mm-hmm. stick with Obi and the youth because they just shown that they can hold down the fort. That's all I'm saying. But the, the talks on like Randall, like killing Randall, like we all got to relax. Like yeah. seriously, relax. You want to go kill somebody? Go kill Evan Fournier if we want to get you two points tonight. <laughs> like, I'm saying, bro. Like, you, you want to, like, you want to go talk about somebody not doing their He's job? Let's go talk about specialist. Yo, let's go talk about specialists. Literally, what they brought him in for to get buckets. He's a bucket and he's nope. not getting buckets. That's a problem want- there. <laughs> I gave him a lot of slack, but if you want to go kill somebody, where was RJ Barrett the last couple of games when Julius needed him too? Like, oh my goodness, Alex, be careful. I know. RJ Hyde will come out here and be, be like, careful. what are you talking about? You got to give him time and patience. Yes, be I agree. Careful. Give him time and patience to All develop. All I did was read his stats and had people yelling at me. Larry was going in on me on the Larry Havens episode. All I was doing was reading RJ's field goals. That's all I was doing. That's RJ Barrett you're speaking about. You were such a mouth. I was like, I'm not the one shooting them. I'm just reading them out. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, what do you want to happen? Emmanuel quickly has been shooting terribly for stretches of game for stretches of games. But I'm not out here. I saying love he, Emmanuel quickly. He could do no to be honest. I love him though, too, but like well, quickly could shoot those shots. Quickly could shoot those shots. But I dude, like, you, all, but you need shots. to hit them. But you need you also need to hit them to help win. Like you can't just also put up shots and take away from efficiency. Let me ask you a question. And um there's no fact check for this. This is just what my eyes been seeing. Randall sure. has really stepped away from the elbow shot, the elbow yes. fadeaway shots that were yes. so nasty and so wet. And I always thought they were gonna go in. And then he's just going he's not doing the spin move, but he's he's just dribbling into traffic. He wants to col- he wants the defense to collapse on him. And he wants to dish it out for a wide open three pointer. I feel like that's he's force he's pressing like that. He, yes, yeah, he, he's forcing a collapse on the defense. And they're like, dude, we don't need to collapse on you. And then he keeps getting stuck, and and the refs are not you know giving him fouls for that. Right. But do you see that too? Do you see him not really using that fadeaway that he was? Uh, dude, he hasn't really- gone to that right side baseline jumper at all this season. Yeah, it is yeah. it was money that, his money shot. He has that not gone to his money shot. This is where you look at his game. Like his game has completely changed. And John, you were talking about before we got on air. And we'll go back into the pauses and, and, and wrap this thing up and then get some, uh, you know, immigrant parent corner. But <laughs> he, he does that in between dribble between the legs. And he's a, you know, he's a righty. Yeah. And I mean, he's a lefty and he's yet going to the right. But it's like, dude, you can't, it doesn't make any sense to go to the right. When you're a lefty, you're gonna make the, like we all make, know, you're going to come back to the left at some. To come back left, right? So, what, like that makes no sense. Like, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Stop. Just if you're going right, go to the right side. Go get your baseline jumper. And this is where, you know, guys try to do too much. It's like when you play a pickup game and someone's just like dribbling between the legs, trying to be all flashing. Like, bro, what do you do? Like, you're not Kyrie. Like, we're playing pickup. Let's play the damn game. Julius Randle, mm-hmm. you're a basketball player. Just play the damn game. Just do it. Just be efficient. Just go, Listen, go to your man, spots. Has, get to your spots. To do, too much. do it. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. It's really crazy. Oh, man. That's incredible. <laughs> he was really scary, though. So, Ricey, do you think that the Knicks mm-hmm. are going to make some crazy moves 
for this deadline? No, I don't think so. I really think if we make any moves, it'll be like one or two minor moves. I, I think we're going to stick with this unit. Um, I'm interested to see if we do keep Mitch, but my prediction is that we're not going to make any splashing waves. So you think we're going to keep Mitch and, 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 and do something at the end here? Like I feel at the like, end of the year with yeah, the contract? Okay. I feel like we're going to wait till. What about Kemba? Evan Fournier. No, sure. I, those guys are going to get moved. They're going to have to get moved. I think I mean, Fournier... Go, go finish up, Rizzi. I'm sorry. I, they're going to have to get moved. I mean, we're excited because we have new players on the team, but I don't know if it's really meshing with the long-term plan of what Tibbs is really trying to build as a unit. Um, you just don't think it's going to be a crazy move. You just think if, you're going to let them go, but for like they, short rotation guys. They came in for the offense. So if they're not, he can't, they brought him in for the offense to boost the offense. And if it's not going to work, you know, if we're going to have him shit the bed all this time, then gee, they got, we got to make a move for him before the trade values through the floor. So um, I just don't think they're going to do this midseason. They're going to give him a chance to like prove themselves. But if, Things aren't working this season. They're gonna, they're gonna get moved in the off season. Yeah, that's my, that's my take. I, I, I think for, I think for Fournier, there's, there's gotta be progression to this. Like you gotta bench him, see if he works with the second unit, and then if he's not working with the second unit, you gotta trade that man. Yeah, like you, I, I'm Who fine to move. Who am I moving? I'm putting Grimes. Putting Grimes oh, in the first wow. unit. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no breaking news. No, he, he deserves to be it. Look, I said this on Knicks Fan TV last night. You got to put Grimes in that first unit. We no. saw Randall with Bullock last season. I think playing with Fournier is confusing for Randall because Fournier, he does do more than what Bullock can. He can play make. He can shoot off the dribble. He can drive. He has a more diverse game than what Bullock offers. I think that diversity is confusing Randall because he has no idea what Fournier wants to do. Like right. legit has no idea. He's like, this man can do a lot more than a bullock can do. I have no idea what he's going to do next. I don't mm-hmm. know him to be confused. So because of that, that's why I want Grimes in there. Because if you put Grimes in there, Grimes will give you defense and he'll just shoot the three. And that's all Randall needs. Just let him play with somebody that does that for you. And it'll be money. So let's get at that. Let's get simple. Keep it for, for Randall and keep it pushing. And to, so, I'll give Fournier a chance. I think Kemba's got to get traded. I don't think there's, unless they want to keep him on here, like break glass in case of emergency. Sure. You, you can try that. I don't see how that fully works though. Um, with, I don't see how that fully works. I don't see how you can keep someone like Kemba on the bench though the entire season. That doesn't make any sense to me, but finishing up, man, John, unless you want to give your, your trade talks in here, we can just wrap it up with, uh, with Grimes. McBride and McBride and how we were just so happy. Yo, what's up everyone? Alex Jeteris here. As you see it, it's a little different, right? You saw the beginning of the pod. We had Ricey, John and myself talk about the Knicks, talk about what we saw from the beginning, this entire season overall. Saw what we saw from last week and what we saw from last night when the Knicks were playing the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry broke the three point uh, record of, of made threes. So congrats to him. But as you see something, it's different. It's just me right now to, to end this pod. And that's because technical difficulties do happen. So because of that, uh, we were not able to finish recording last night. Don't worry. We will get Ricey back on this pod and we'll get you another immigrant parent corner because we do love that segment. 
But hey, when your Bluetooth kicks out and then Comcast says, hey, no more internet, then the break sometimes. So I'm here right now to finish up this pod, talk about uh, Quentin Grimes, Miles Deuce McBride, and the upcoming schedule because that's how we got ended off. We got in on a positive note because, look, we talked about guys that needed to be traded, guys who are making that strides, guys who we want to see play more, such as Obi Totten, Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel quickly, even though he's getting his minutes, and now Miles Deuce McBride. And hey, got to finish it off on, on a positive note. So let's get into it. Quentin Grimes, I'm going to start off with him because we saw him go go off against the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, 27 points, 9 for 17 uh, from the field. from the field, And then on top of that, he had 7 from 13 from 3, 2 for 2 from free throws, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals. You know, he had his 5 turnovers, but you expect that from a rookie. But the one thing that we saw about him that we love and that we, especially me, that I want to see is him get on the floor, right? I said before the pod cut off that I want to see him instead of Evan Fournier in the starting rotation because I think Julius Randle needs someone who has a simpler skill set, which is just 3 and D right now, to make it easier for him to make his reads and to to be the playmaker that we saw from last season. As we saw, Randle has a tough time when it comes to making 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 the, the two-man between him and Evan Fournier work because Evan Fournier... He's a more dynamic player, even though we haven't seen it on the New York Knicks. He can play make, he can drive, he can shoot, catch and shoot, uh, create his own shot to a certain degree. And, and I and I see that with Randall as just being too much because he doesn't know what Fournier wants to do, and Fournier doesn't really know what Randall wants to do because one, these two, these guys are playing for the first time each with each other throughout their entire careers. Two, Evan Fournier had a bigger responsibility, and he's taking a lesser role coming to the New York Knicks. Because he also has to fit in with R.J. Barrett and at the time, Kimba Walker. Now Alec Burks in the starting rotation. And Barrett and Burks are more established than Fournier. So they're going to get their – they know what they want to do to a certain degree, even though R.J. has been shaky. But these guys have an idea of what they want to do. And it's tough for them to try to figure out how to get Fournier involved as well. Because I think it's just too many things of one in that starting rotation. Too many playmakers. Too many guys who, who could create their own shots. And I think it needs to be simplified for Julius Randle to get back to that, to get back to that status quo that we're so accustomed to for him last season. So putting Quentin Grimes, who's just a three and D guy, I think it makes it simple for, for Randle. But on top of that, I just love the effort that I saw from Quentin Grimes guys. Like he, the tenacity, the ability to just attack the, the ability to, to understand how to hop passing lanes. You know, we, we talked about how he's not great fighting over screens, but he's, he's showing that he's improving every day. His hustle, his grit, he is, he is hungry. And this is the type of stuff that Tibbs wants. We, we talked about how him and Deuce McBride are Tibbs guys when they got drafted. Guys who want to hustle, guys who want to play defense, guys who are confident, guys who are not afraid of the moment. And Quentin Grimes showed that against the Milwaukee Bucks. He goes up against the champs, okay? The champs were, were for the most part healthy. Sure, they're missing Brooke Lopez, but they were healthy for the most part. Okay. You had Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bobby Porter was in the starting rotation. You have Grayson Allen. Sure, they're missing, like I said, Brooke Lopez and a few other guys. But when he goes out there and he decides to play with such, such confidence, I don't know how as a coach you, you look at that and you say he doesn't deserve more minutes. This is kind of the same situation that we saw with Emmanuel quickly last season. In the preseason, I should say, when he started to earn more minutes because of his confidence, because of his tenacity, because he 
wants to be there and he wants to win. These are winning traits. These are, these are traits that you need on the court because as we're seeing from Evan Fournier, it's not cutting it. So I like what I saw from Quentin Grimes. Would I expect a 27 point outing again? No, but he is not afraid to shoot. And when guys are closing out as well, on top of that, he gives you a little bit of playmaking. He's not going to be your playmaker like Evan, like what Evan Fournier wants to do as we saw him do for the magic because he's not doing it here. So I think Tibbs needs to put him on the bench. And if it's not going to work on the bench, you need to get his ass out of here because he's just not a fit. But I like what Grimes is showing. He needs to get out there. And I would expect if, if he can just give us somebody that you have to honor, right? Just someone that you have to honor on both sides of the court. It's a huge game changer for that starting rotation. And also he brings energy. Every time that we watch this team go out there, there's no energy. Why we are, that's, that's effort. That's hunger. He's showing it. He deserves it. Give the kid more minutes. Next, Miles McBride. Is, as you guys know, if you listen to John and I discuss uh, who our rookies of the year were going to be between Jericho Sims, Deuce McBride, Quentin Grimes. John chose, uh, John chose, uh, he chose Quentin Grimes. I chose Deuce McBride. And I don't think there's a wrong answer. Personally, I don't think there's a wrong answer because we, we see we see both of these guys as hungry guys who want to contribute, guys who are ready to contribute, and both of them have this poise uh, that we that that is usually uncommon for rookies. And I'm not saying these guys are going to be demons out there when they get minutes. They're going to make mistakes. They're, they're going to have their lapses. We saw it last night with Deuce McBride himself. Okay, he let Steph Curry go because he wanted to take the charge from Andrew Wiggins in the paint. But then you saw that ball movement and got to Steph Curry on the open three. And you can't do stuff like that. You, you can't do stuff like that when you have a lethal three-point shooter just roaming around. Sometimes you have to understand that that's the guy you got to focus on. Andrew Wiggins is less of a threat than Steph Curry. Okay? So you're going to have those types of lapses. And we saw that with Quentin Grimes uh, against the Bucks too. A little over-aggressive at times on defense, and you can't do that. Take the way quickly. Quickly does the same thing. But these are learning experience. Learning experiences. Even as humans in our day-to-day jobs or just day-to-day lives, we make mistakes and we have to learn how to correct ourselves, and that's how we get better. We're not going to be perfect. People are not perfect, and we should expect that from these players as well. But getting back to Deuce McBride, I just love that hunger, man. It, it comes back to the hunger, the tenacity, the way he plays defense. He's ready to go. He's ready to press guys full court every single possession, as we saw in summer league. That earns minutes, okay? And you see him off the catch and shoot from three, from the mid-range, that jumper looks nice. That jumper looks nice, and it's no surprise why he's killing it in the G League. Now, we see him killing it in the G League, and we're, I'm not expecting that to translate to the NBA because G League is just a different talent pool, okay? There's some guys that make it out, like a Danny Green, okay? But not everyone comes out here being this 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 golden player just because they're killing it in the G League. But what it does say is that they deserve an opportunity, and Deuce McBride deserves an opportunity for how he's played in the G League and what we saw from last night, okay? And even the, the short stints, we see that he's he loves to play defense. He's aggressive. He can he can, he was sticking to to Seth Curry pretty well last night, fighting around screens, going underneath and 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 making up lost ground. He's quick. And I love the way he was pushing the pace. I love that swagger. I tweeted out last night when he's go, running down the court for the layup and he's going behind the back trying to get some swagger with it. I love that stuff. That's confidence. He's oozing with confidence. 
And even Derek Rose in the presser after the game last night says he hopes that Tibbs gives him more minutes and gives him more playing time. Guys are seeing this in practice. Yes, I know that. I'm going to touch on that for a second. I'm going to say with McBride. What we saw from him last night, I want to see him play next to quickly in that second unit. Okay. I talked about on the pod earlier that I'd like to see Kemba Walker because I think Kemba was unfairly completely benched. I think what you need to do is move Derrick Rose up and Kemba to the to to the bench and, and still have him in the rotation in that way before completely benching him. Now, I just made my case yesterday and I was kind of out of frustration watching this team and watching Evan Fournier just get 29 minutes and get two points and do absolutely nothing. Man was out there just getting cardio. Okay. If you need someone to get out there and get cardio, you can pay me ha- half. You can pay me a quarter, actually. You can pay me a fifth and I'll do the same thing for you. But I just need, I, I get that Kemba's not going to be back in this rotation. So if that's the case, get me Deuce McBride IQ off that bench with Alec Burks, Obi Toppin. Get the youth in there. These guys are hungry. They're going to make mistakes, but they're hungry. To keep up with that speed, older guys are not going to want to keep up with that speed. That's a lot of energy. A lot of energy. And give them the time to grow. That's how you create depth. That's how you see what you got. So I get that Kemba is most likely not going to get back in this rotation. He's probably going to get traded because Tibbs says he sees him as a starter in this league. He's probably more of a backup. Probably will do more of the Derrick Rose role. Come off the bench. Give give a team some really good minutes for the 20 minutes because that arthritis is a serious thing. But Deuce McBride needs his time to shine. Love what I saw. Love the tenacity. And so, guys, let's end this thing up with going through the schedule for the New York Knicks. All right, we're on a four-game losing streak. We are on a four-game losing streak. It's rough. And it's not so... I thought we were going to get the Toronto game or the Indiana game. It's tough out here, as my buddy John would say. But playing Milwaukee Bucks, the the reigning champs, and now an NBA championship contender once again. Once Clay gets to the Golden State Warriors, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to love it. I love Clay. Love the way Clay plays. I just love the way the Warriors play. The ball movement, the constant movement, defense. Everything's just crisp for that team. And they and like the Knicks had it last night because they weren't crisp. Steph didn't go off, but I just love the way they play. But the Knicks, getting back to the Knicks, they got some, they got a nice light schedule up until next Wednesday when we record the next podcast. We got Houston uh, for for Thursday. We got we got uh, the Knicks playing Boston on Saturday. We got them playing Detroit on Tuesday. So these three games are winnable games. Okay, Houston sure has gone on a winning streak, but they're they're down. They're 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 not a good team. This is a, this is a game the Knicks should take advantage of. Hopefully they don't play Houston like they did the first time, which which they were just allowing Houston to get the win. They need to come back out here, get back on track. This is a winnable game. Same thing with Detroit. That's also a winnable game. The Boston game, which I will be at, that's a toss-up. Because I look at Boston and the Knicks as similar teams as they're still trying to figure out their identity. There's a lot of hiccups. And they're just two, they're two historic franchises, two original franchises that are just trying to get their shit together, for lack of a better word. So that game's going to be a toss-up. But the, this is an opportunity for the Knicks. They could try to pull off a three-game winning streak. They'll have Washington on Thursday, but we'll go over that with John uh, when he's back on for next week. But yeah, I expect I expect the Knicks, they should come out and take out Houston because they're, they're a lesser opponent. 
Boston will be a tough matchup. You know, Boston wants to come back and come get them after opening night. This is the second time we'll be facing them since opening night. So, you know, Boston's ready to come out. Guns are blazing on their own home court. Granted, the Knicks are good on the ro- better on the road than they are at home. You know, Boston wants to give them some payback. So that one's going to be a tough one. And then Detroit, we're home again. We're, we're home against Detroit. We should beat Detroit, but this team is just so unquestionable at this point. But you know what? If I have to give a firm answer, it's going to be two and one for the Knicks in this upcoming stretch. So those are my predictions. I think we're going to beat the Rockets. I think we're going to beat Detroit. Unfortunately, I think we're going to see a loss uh, while I'm at the game, which will be sad. I hope I hope they win, but the way this team's playing, they're they're so up and down. And unless there's major changes to the rotation, benching Fournier, giving McBride and Grimes more time, I don't see I don't see how you could keep trying out that starting rotation, come back from a deficit, and then try to win games. That's tough. That's tough. But that's it, everyone. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for being great listeners. Okay. I know we, we, we try to give out the best product. Unfortunately, like I said, technical difficulties do happen from time to time, but this is what makes us stronger. Overcoming this. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Ricey. Shout out to Chris for, 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 for trying to work with this. This, 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 this recording right now because there's, there was a lot that was happening through it. So thank you all for tuning in for another Nick's episode of the Nick Shuts, etc. podcast. Thank you to all of our listeners for being awesome. And please help us. We really appreciate if you could help us by giving us a five-star review and leaving us a comment on Apple Podcasts if that's where you get this podcast. But if it's not, it's okay, as I always say, because we're on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. Okay. Also, we're on YouTube. We got the channel going. All right. Nick's Jets, etc. Nick's comma, Jets, comma, ETC, period. No one writes, etc. That's just wild. The full length, I mean. So make sure to go to the channel. Hit that subscribe button. If you're watching this video, hit the like button. And hit that notification bell. That way you know when new episodes drop. We also got winning picks weekly. John, video producer Greg, as I always say, go down the NFL slate, giving you their their takes on, on, on the lines, money lines, spreads, best bets, survivor pools. They're doing a great job over there. Make sure to go check them out. It's just unlimited good stuff over at Winning Picks Weekly. And last but certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Okay, you see the names below. That those are our handles on the channel if you're watching it there go into the podcast podcast description it will take you all right those hyperlinks will take you to twitter so you can follow us thank you everyone for tuning in for another next episode of the next jets etc podcast we out and for john let's go next